Hello, and welcome to this podcast. I'm your host, Jack Archer. Uh, I'll be discussing contract farming. Uh, I'll be talking about what contract farming is, how it exploits individual farm owners that fall into it, the ideological justifications behind contract farming, and the expansion of the system into the developing world. At the end, I'll tie all of my ideas and accumulated research and give a final remark on the subject. I hope you enjoy listening and learn a thing or two. Just a quick aside, uh, I'm recording this whole thing on my phone. I've been having some issues with my computer. There's a blue screen. I had this audio set up and all my notes and everything. Basically, I'm having to do all this from memory, uh, except a few written notes uh, and some stuff that I've looked up looked up on my phone but uh regardless this is going to be a great podcast so let's get started all right what is contract farming contract farming is a system of agriculture that involves a corporation and the farmer uh, or a, a small holder though they're just individual farmers almost like a family-sized thing, uh, who form legal bonds, allowing them to use each other's skills and resources for the purpose of growing, processing, and distributing food through the agricultural market. Since the 1990s, power within these deals has almost always been unbalanced, favoring the larger corporation over the smallholder farmer. Here's how these operations usually play out. The corporation provides all the inputs, think seeds, animals, feed, etc. The farmer uh, receives those inputs and uses them to grow the crop or raise the livestock. Um, So the farmer owns his land, his or her land, sorry. Uh, The farmer owns his or her land and uh, through these contracts, they're, they're, a lot of the time they're required to build new holding facilities for the livestock based on uh, some standards that the corporation may have. So think like Tyson, uh, chicken farming is a very common contract farming uh, industry. So let's say Tyson uh, contracts out a new farmer. Uh, they have thousands of contracts with smallholders all over the country and abroad, by the way. Um, so let's say they've contracted out. Uh, they're going to require the farmer to maybe build a new facility uh, using his own money, maybe with a little, with a little help, but uh, They'll have to build these new facilities, uh, buy all this new machinery, and that that machinery, they have to continue buying this year after year because uh, the companies often require that they get the newest machinery. This is known as the agricultural treadmill. Uh, It drives a lot of um, smallholders into debt because they just can't keep paying for this really expensive stuff. Um, So... That, that gets them into debt. The buying of the land itself often uh, requires loans. So 
they're in debt because of that. So at the start of this process, the farmers are immediately screwed over. And the corporation, uh, all they're doing is passing on the risk to the smallholders. Because the riskiest part in the, the whole agricultural process from, from food in the ground or, or resources that are used even before that all the way to the final project, I mean product, uh, in the grocery store or on the restaurant table, uh, the hardest part is growing the food and owning the land. That's the riskiest part too. So the reason a lot of corporations are trying to get into contract farming is because they want to mitigate those risks for themselves. So once they've passed on the risky part to the smallholder, uh, these corporations or integrators, as they're often called, they control, well, really they control the whole process, but they, they own every single other part of it. So that means they own the processing facilities, the uh, the other processing facilities, because oftentimes the food products have to be processed a few different times. Uh, the packaging, the distribu- distribution to grocery stores and restaurants, all of that, all of that's owned by, uh, let's say, Tyson. And that's known as vertical integration. Uh, that's when everything, every part of the uh, process of an industry is owned by one a corporation or a few. It's called vertical integration. So these corporations, I'll start referring to them as integrators. So the integrators, uh, I'll recap a little bit, they own every part of the process uh, besides the land, the risky investment. But not only do they own everything, they also control the, the methods by which farmers uh, raise livestock and grow crops. They have clear instructions laid out uh, in, in very, uh, very minute detail in the contracts. And the growers have to, have to abide by their methodology exactly or get a bump in the pay. So, years ago, decades ago, these farmers, before they had ever uh, signed their, their contracts, would have been able to control how they grew, grew uh, their food, uh, how their farm worked entirely. And because of this, they were able to do it in a much more sustainable way, uh, a more organic way where they paid attention to the natural cycles of the earth and, uh, and agriculture in general. There's this concept called the metabolic rift, which is uh, ba- it basically just explains how industrial agriculture, it totally ignores a lot of these natural cycles, like the carbon cycle, uh, for example, uh, in a lot of concentrated animal feeding operations, those large warehouses, factory farms, uh, the, all these animals are, are stuffed together and 
the carbon has nowhere to go, uh, and where, whereas it would be absorbed by uh, the crops and plants all around them under most circumstances because they're in some warehouse, it's all stored up and then released into the air and the atmosphere, and, and then comes global warming and all that. So, so the integrators basically force these individual farmers to to do a, a smaller scale industrial farm. So it's another way of of spreading industrial farming without being too blatant about it. Because uh, if you have a giant, insane CAFO, those are obviously disruptive. Uh, but with the contract farmers, you can say, oh no, we're helping these individual farmers uh, get access to, to markets through these corporations. In fact, that's, that's what the, the federal, no, not federal, the FAO of the UN, so hold on. Sorry, going to the notes. The Food and Agriculture Organization of the UN, uh, that's kind of their main argument. They claim contract farming is a way of making it easier, quote, for resource poor farmers to access modern market channels, unquote. What it actually does is use a legal framework to justify the exploitation of farmers, uh, the continual degradation of soil and the environment, and the strengthening of these agriculture oligopolies uh, like Tyson, Nestle, etc. Uh, so FAO, uh, what else? The U.S. the USDA, United States Department of Agriculture, and even the World Bank. Uh, they argue that urbanization and rising living standards have required increased food quantities. Um, Sorry, quote, increased food quantities, unquote. Um, so that's from the FAO Contract Farming Resource Center. Um, so we know, from, we know from class that the problem isn't quantity, but it's how we've been distributing food. And the problem with how we've been distributing food is directly tied to the market and the inefficiencies of the market. So the more we tie, uh, therefore, the, the more we tie our, our smaller farms, our, our non-industrial farms, to industrial practices and to the market, the, the harder it's going to be to distribute the food to those who need it. Rather, uh, the USDA, the FAO, World Bank, they're looking at food as a commodity, not as food to be distributed to those in need. But they use the argument of, of uh, a higher demand in food to, uh, to justify these industrial practices, like monocultures that aren't conducive to a sustainable farm. So as of right now, only about 15% of uh, the U.S.'s total food output comes from contract farming. That's not too much. And it's even less in the developing countries I'm about to talk about in Africa. 
but there is this huge push by the FAO, the World Bank, uh, to increase contract farming uh, in developing countries. Uh, here's a quote from the FAO uh, Contract Farming Resource Center. Contract farming, sorry, quote, contract farming is seen as a potential tool to reduce poverty, contribute to rural development and employment, and increase food security. Now, they aren't totally wrong about um, it being a tool to reduce poverty. Contract farming has been around for a lot longer than these organizations uh, like to say. They like to say that it's this new method uh, by which we'll solve food insecurity, uh, but there's nothing new about contract farming. In fact, uh, in Africa, contract farming has been very popular in many countries like Ghana uh, since the 1960s. However, uh, the difference between then and the contract farming that is being spread all over the world now is that uh, the contract farming of the 1960s was government-led. The contracts were dist distributed by the government and the purpose of it was to bring out uh, these rural peasants or farmers, bring them out of poverty. And the, the opposite is happening with the current uh, corporate system. The shift happened around the 1970s, 1980s uh, with the rise of neoliberalism. So neoliberalism is this ideology that values the continued accumu accumulation of capital. And that's, that's the goal. Whereas before, capital was more of a means to an end. Uh, it was money was a way of trading for other items. Now the goal is to keep accumulating money. And the World Bank and other financial organizations like the International Monetary Fund, they are big prom proponents of this way of thought as of recent. And by recent, I mean the last like 40 years. The way that they've pushed the neoliberal agenda is through these structural adjustment programs, uh, which are these programs by the IMF and the World Bank that allow developing countries uh, to ask for loans, but in return, they, they must make all these adjustments, uh, so which include deregulation, uh, privatization of otherwise uh, public enterprise, uh, uh, so that means privatization of education, uh, banks, all of that. So with this structural adjustment, uh, a lot of these countries had to get rid of their, their contract farming and, and make it more corporate. But that hasn't really happened until recently. Um, the, well, public contract farming was, was abolished about decades ago. But the move towards the private contract farming 
has been a recent phenomenon, and it's rising uh, a lot. All right, now let's take a step back from this broad view that we're taking and get a little more specific. Prior to the Trump administration, concerns for how contract farming was exploiting workers and farmers all over had reached the USDA, and a new bill was going to be uh, created to, to uh, equalize the, the power distribution between the corporations, the integrators, and the uh, smallholders, the farmers. Uh, however, uh, something kind of sketchy started happening uh, with a lot of uh, uh, individual farmers. Tyson and other companies were asking that their uh, were asking uh, their individual farmers to write to the USDA uh, against this bill that would that would help them ultimately. I'm going to read a letter from Casey Wilson uh, about this. All right, quote. My name is Casey Wilson, and I am a contra contract poultry grower for Tyson Foods. I am writing this letter in support of the rule changes that regulate the poultry integrators. I would also like to inform you that Tyson and likely all integrators are trying to get their growers to write letters in opposition to the proposed changes. A Tyson employee hand-delivered a letter from the National Chicken Council that interpreted every item in the bill in the most negative way possible. This letter portrayed the rule changes as something written by a bunch of opportunistic lawyers and ill-informed bureaucrats. I am an above-average grower. I am able to perform well in the current system. However, I also recognize that this system is not fair. Tyson provides compensation via the tournament system, where growers compete against each other for a share of the money that Tyson has for a certain pay period. Uh, unquote. That's another thing that I forgot to mention. Uh, continuing with a quote. The problem is that not everyone gets the same quality chicks. In this system, the grower can make all the right decisions and do all the work and not place well on the settlement sheet because of the mistakes made by the integrator. In years past, Tyson provided enough pay in the good flocks to compensate for the inequity in the bad flocks. Things have changed. Tyson is cutting things that they call fat from their budgets and cutting the grower's throat, unquote. So that's from, that's from Casey, Casey Wilson. And it really shows what these integrators will do uh, to, to try to keep justifying, to keep their system rolling despite the clear moral uh, impediments. Now that I've made the plight of uh, contract farmers very clear, I'll finish up with some final thoughts. There's one overarching reason that explains why farmers fall into contract farming. It is a social contract that they sign with their births, bodies, and very existence within the random systems that pre-existed and surround them on all sides and dimensions. It is a system that pulls people into obligations that contradict what they believe to be the purposes of their lives 
or it recodes their system of values with a series of ones, zeros, and dollar signs. The plight of contract farming is no different than that of the 21st century worker. Our will has been bent against the most sacred gifts of life, the earth and those who nurture it. Professor Donofrio, if you've made it this far, thanks for listening. Uh, I know this has been a bit choppy. Uh, I had some technical difficulties and had to do a lot of this on the fly. I'll try to get my computer working and then uh, send you my sources. Uh, I can... I can try to name them off the top of my head right now. Let's see. So there is, with the few written notes that I have. So I mentioned the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations Contract Farming Resource Center. Um, then I, uh, there was another article the contract farming in sub-Sahara Africa, a survey of, of approaches, uh, debates, and issues. Then I also used uh, the under-contract under documentary uh, and things we've learned from class. I apologize for the choppiness of this podcast. If you'd like me to re-record it, uh, I'd be happy to do that, even if it gets points taken off, but I figured I should turn something in tonight. All right. Thank you. Thank you for a great semester, and goodbye.